Hello, and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, June 22nd. In this episode, we will not discuss Harry Kane going to Manchester City and its first bid. We will discuss I want to talk about it. an emotional, incredible Denmark game and the, and the tanks of Germany rolling once again. They've gotten some gasoline from Baku, and now they are going to storm against Europe again. But first, Mike, we have to remind us of our announcements. Yeah, and so we're uh, we're really excited to see the progress for uh, the Euro 2020 Squeaky Bum Time uh, Bracket Challenge. So uh, a bunch of people have signed up so far. Very exciting. Um, we continue to get more and more people as the days kind of come go by. Uh, it is currently Tuesday as you're listening to this. The uh, bracket itself will open up once we know what the heck is going on and who's playing who. We'll talk a lot about that today uh, in the show. Place. And it is a bit crazy. I'm actually quite... When I was looking at it earlier today, I was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Our friend Shari actually got two of the play teams correct, and they're playing each other in the round of 16. We do know that much. Uh, so now he's like, well, my bracket's kind of screwed. So I'm glad that we're waiting for the round of 16 to start. But yeah, um, we will be... Um, We'll link it again. It's uh, being run by runyourpool.com. It's a great website for managing these sorts of things. Uh, And of course, prizes uh, sponsored by World Soccer Shop. We're really excited to be partnering with them, of course. So um, up to to $150 for first place, $100 for second, $50 for third. So um, we're really, really grateful for them for kicking that in. Um, And yeah, the only stipulation is that you must be a member of the uh, Squeaky Bum Time Facebook group. Uh, and I don't want to confuse anyone. It's open. Everyone's welcome to join, right? I don't want it to be like exclusive. You can't come, you know, play our play in our sandbox. We want you to play in the sandbox. Come on in. So uh, all it's all about kind of getting more people involved and just chatting uh, about the football. So, you know, so with that, uh, you know, come on in. And let's talk a little bit about the tournament format uh, to which we ex- understand it. Um, because <laughs> it's very, it's, shall we say, European, right? It's um, so bureaucratic and European. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's like, you must fill out three forms. And if you're in group P, stands on this line. If you're <laughs> group C and D, but not D, then you must stand over here. If they win and you lose, we win. <laughs> And, and uh, please shut off your Johnson. Right. This is exactly, I mean, it's basically how the system works. We were looking at the matrix of the potential like matchups. They had like this giant mathematical, well, it's not that complicated, but how you finish and where you go. We still haven't figured out who goes where, but there's not a good way to explain it is the right. problem, right? You're like, well, oh, I mean, I, I we can explain it somewhat, right? Like there are- If you look at it, visualize, you're like, oh, that makes sense. But if- eh, eh, Right. So basically there are six groups, right? The first two teams from each group advance automatically. And the third place, the next four third place teams advance. However, the Europeans in their genius have already paired the groups together based on which group finishes where. So it's like, if you win group A, you play the third place team in group E. That's straightforward. That's, by the way, it's not accurate. But if you are the second place team in group B, you play either third place team of group C, F, or E. <laughs> so right. when the thing finishes, it'll all shake out and the teams will know. So teams know where they're going to go dependent on which group they're paired with already. So it is very much all to play for because we only have three games. 
The tiebreaker is goal differential. So teams are getting, are playing, they're winning games. And in another game, a team lets off another goal, which means they drop into third place and it changes their opponent entirely. So I don't it's know who's making the really fucking plane tickets, so, but it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, now, originally, so there's there's um, 24 teams in this tournament, up from 16 normally. And uh, what you're effectively doing is you're saying, okay, we're going to go from 24 to what, to 16? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Um, which is fine. It includes more na- more of the smaller nations, the North Macedonias, if you will, the Scotlands, Scotland. uh, the Hungaries, am... and we'll talk all about that. In, in Wales ish, maybe. Wales ish. Well, Wales was in the semifinal for four or five years ago. I said they don't. They historically make one every four. Sure, but um, the interesting thing is that I am warming up to this third place element more than I ever thought I would. Now, keep in mind. For the 2026 World Cup, not the upcoming one next November, next November, uh, it, they're going to have something similar of this format. There's going to be a 48 team can we, field. Can we stop and stop and stop for a second to say next November. Those Qatari I know. fucking I know. shithousers. What a crock of shit. They're going to fuck up a whole season just to have the World Cup in a goddamn desert. Anyway, we are going to spill on. a lot of time on that. Believe me, as as the season sort of gets going, we're going to because we'll have that like appetite for international football kind of satiated. But there's no there's no substitute for the World Cup. Right. The Euros are a great tournament, but it's basically the dress rehearsal. Um, So we'll talk a lot about that. But, yeah, the third place element is interesting. And and I I'm finding myself opening up to it because what it invites is more chaos, right? And you get a group, you get a group like group F or France, Germany, and Portugal could all hypothetically survive. And it's actually quite likely that they will. Um, Not with the the Hungarian Hussars playing at home. Like it's their life on the line. Uh, The light cavalry brigade charging through, like they're going against Napoleon. What an incredible group. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, enthralling every game right and um, we'll talk about group f in a, in a sec um but the interesting thing as laurent kind of said it's um the goal difference everything is so tight there's only three games so as we look at the ranking of current third place teams on on what will be tuesday morning switzerland uh have more or less made it through uh they are well not a guarantee but they are um Four points clear. They're in the top of the third place teams with a minus one goal difference. Portugal have only played two games. They have a plus one goal difference with three points. Ukraine, not looking good for our Ukrainian friends. They've got three, but a minus one. And even worse for our Finnish pals, uh, three with a minus two. Spain and Croatia are both sitting there, but they all they both have a game left to play. Uh, so there's, and, and, and that, it, that's only the top six of the, of the third place teams. And, and basically fourth place teams. four, well, four gets you through. It already has at this point. Right. Uh, oh. as a third, yes, yes. Four yeah. should get you through. Yeah. That's I'm, a win and a draw. You're, yeah. you're good. Yeah. A, a three, you, you need to have a positive goal difference. Yes. Like one so, win and two good draws, you know, yeah. a big win and a couple of draws. You're probably fine. But if you've gotten if you've won one lucky game and gotten blown out, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> and so the interesting thing right now is that the only team with three points and a positive goal difference is Denmark, who's who finished second in Group B, which is the first the next thing we'll talk about in a second here. But there's nobody currently with a positive. Slovakia is on on three points; they're even. 
Um, nobody with a positive goal difference aside yeah. from Germany and Portugal, but they are still, they have one they game left game to play. Yeah. So, so it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ukraine is in trouble. But speaking of three points and a positive goal difference, Group B finished up today or yesterday, I should say. And wow, what a tremendous, yeah, tremendous so ovation and, and just celebration, really. I don't celebration know. Celebration of, of the country of Denmark. I think. Yeah, it great. was just, it was at in Copenhagen. No restrictions, no COVID. They gave zero fucks. The whole stadium is in red. Russia is wearing red. The Danes are wearing white, which is kind of weird. Uh, Russia's, you know, they're, they're still Russia. It's, it's an old enemy. They're yeah. playing tight. They're playing deep. Well, let's set up the game, right? Because going into the game, Belgium's going to be through. They have six points. Yeah, They're going to be top of the group. Russia's in second with three points. And I believe it was a minus one or two goal difference, but they're yeah. okay. Yeah. A point gets them through. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. Finland last place. Uh, I'm sorry. Finland was in third place with three points, having beaten Denmark in that tragic Ericsson game. Had they turned yeah. around and kind of snuck a goal. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're even on goal difference with the three. So they're actually, I mean, they're playing Belgium, but they've got a, a, a shot. Uh, and then Denmark sitting 0-2 in trouble. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have they have uh, what I would say Russia wishes they had on their side. General Winter. Right. They had the home field advantage. They had all of it going. They had the juice, they but did. they needed they, a win. They had a lot of juice. It was awesome. Yeah. They, but they <laughs> they still they needed they needed the win. And uh, then they needed man, goals, too. <laughs> right. They needed that. And so they got a lot of both. Uh, and um, it was I believe it was two to one late in the second half. Denmark, Denmark comfortably in control of the game. An early goal, a second goal. Russia pulls one back. On a uh, and the moment of the tournament. The guy dove, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, bad. The moment of the tournament for me, uh, there's two at least. And, and both of them probably are Denmark goals. The first one being the first goal against uh, the Germans. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. The Belgians, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then t- earlier today or yesterday, um, Andreas Christensen, our pal from Chelsea, uh, comes, uh, there's what a volley on the outside of the box and he strikes it so pure. Uh, and it, it really, you were saying it, it sort of looked l- like effortless, right? That's some of the best shots always do. It's not like, it's like, yeah, they're powered not, up it's not a thunder blast. Yeah, no, it's, it's very smooth. Yeah. And, and he's a smooth player. Yeah. And it it's a laser beam into the, the side netting, far side of the net, uh, and just all all of Copenhagen, all of Denmark, right? And and uh the the caption that I saw was it was that was a, it was a goal for all of Denmark. And, and so yeah. they go three one up, they get an, a late one for four, and all of a sudden Denmark jump from fourth in group B to second, automatic qualification. You're in. Uh yeah. and it really was a moment to just to be cherished for, for everybody involved. And then so. the other piece was the first goal was somewhat forgotten, but still it was Dom's guard who we had talked about. He's like 20 years old yeah, coming in for Ericsson. He looks like he's, you know, he looks like a little kid with a giant head and a no backlift shot. I mean, it's class. And mm-hmm. the ball from high from Hoiberg zipped in there. As we know, Hoiberg can zip a pass in, but when he's actually attacking and allowed to pass forward, then it actually passes to people in places who can score goals. Yeah. That was amazing. Then I thought he had a shot somewhere before that goal that he laced (laughs) that I was like, why didn't you just take the penalty like that? I know game was different. Well, yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Hoiberg has had an interesting tournament. He's got three assists now. 
yeah. in three games. Yeah, he well, had he, four assists all year for Spurs. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you have to play different roles, right? He's too talented to be a goon in 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 Denmark, but uh, he was instrumental. Uh, the they got another goal from from Paulson. Paulson's goal was a complete mistake by the Russians, who seemed to be falling apart at that point. But the cheering was so amazing because he goes down, he's half in tears, and his beer flying all over him, which is an amazing <laughs> shot. Uh, Paulson plays for Leipzig, uh, and then the Christensen goal is just—it's otherworldly. It's a, it's a—it's a hair raiser. It's a what just happened because it's on a straight line. Weirdly, we had good goals this weekend. I'm gonna bring up MLS. There was a goal like that in the Union Atlanta game. A guy yeah. shot from half, like the same shot, where it's just rising, and you're just like, "This is gonna go in." It reminds me of our friend Victor Wanyama against. Oh, at, at Anfield. <laughs> One of my favorite goals ever. One of the greatest goals ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what football does. It has a weird, and I like to talk about these things because they are the things that connect football over seasons. The games wash away after a while, right? You know, you only remember the moments. You only remember the Aguero goal. You only remember the Battle of Stanford Bridge. The, everything else doesn't matter. Even the trophies, if it was a bad season and nobody cares, like, like last, this season that city just won a league. There's no moment. Okay. So you folks listening to this uh, aren't going to see what he does now. But if I say Vinny, no to Laurent, what happens? Uh, it's hair on the our hair stands up. It's yeah. Lester one nil. It's just, it's magic. It just happens. Yeah. It just happens. Uh, those are the things that happen. They are, you know, stones off the line. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that might only matter to my team. But this is going to be that Christensen goal for everyone who was at that game. You know, it might have been 40,000. But in 10 years, it's going to be 80,000. And right. 10 years after that, it's going to be 150,000 people who said they were at that game. Yep. And these games live on and that goal lives on. And that's how legends happen. That's why Maradona is better than Messi. Because he has two of those goals in one game, in one World Cup. No one talks about the fact that he was coked out of his mind for all of his career. <laughs> And that that's okay. How, how he's considered better than Messi blows my mind, but he has those two goals in live color in 1986 when there was nothing on in the rest of the world. So everyone remembers that goal and they love him forever. That's what Christensen has just done. Yeah. He gets that moment. Absolutely. And, and so that's really the goal that, that rubber stamped there in that made it a legendary game. Well, yeah, but like there, that's the goal that got them to the round of 16. It was right, over because of point. goal difference. Yeah. Yeah. So and even the last goal on the break, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by this Denmark team. They took an, the most literal gut shot you could take. Um, I wonder, and then took a, and then took a, 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 a you know, a proverbial a bullshit, one, a bullshit one to have to keep playing kind of well to, and then to lose the game on kind of a, a, a shitty goal. Um, and then you turn around and you go, well, now we've got to play Belgium, uh, an emotionally draining. <laughs> they were awesome in that game. They were Even great. They, lost. Yeah. they were great. And and so you, you know, you watch <clears throat> after the Belgium game, you go, well, they let Finland get away and now they're really up against it. And, and, an even more inspired effort today against Russia gets them through. Um, it's, it's a phenomenal story. It's a yeah. really, really great story. We I don't know I, I, where I, they're going to land yet, but it's going to be by the refs, but someone might die associated with the Russian. FA. It's possible. Dude, little it's poison. Possible. That little bitch. He poisons people like a woman. <laughs> uh, the so court yeah, of Catherine the we Great. don't know where they're going to land yet. 
Um, but it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really and fun. And then at the same time was the Finland game, and everyone's just hoping Finland don't, stop giving up goals. Because right. if they keep giving up goals, then they slip out. But they are now in the third-place spot. Uh, but Belgium has two more goals. I think it's Lukaku on both. No, it's an own goal and, and Lukaku. Lukaku, of course, uh, was on was uh, onside for the golden boot for this tournament, and he has five goals. So things are happening there. Uh, but, I mean, I don't think that Belgium is going to be tested until until that we find out who they meet in a round of 16. A lot of these teams aren't going to be tested until they find out who they meet in a round of 16. And that actually takes us to our big boy group uh, and, and the, the Wehrmacht Mannschaft of Germany, who changed their narrative with a big display against Portugal that I don't think you and I agree on. I thought they got fucking handed the game. Uh, and and Goosen's played well, considering a 38-year-old and a winger who can't defend and almost took down Wolves was on the wing. So no, I don't think I don't think we agree. I think we look at it slightly differently, right? Yeah. So, um, yes, so, yeah. So yeah. we could probably go through the result, right? So so Germany beat uh, Portugal four-two, which is a big deal considering. Portugal won everything on defense last year and had the Premier League's defensive player of the year in their in their midfield in, in their defense with the team yeah. with with Diaz and they played two holding midfielders with Carvalho and 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 Danilo. But <laughs> their coach Santos just leaves one whole side open on a, with with a team playing wingbacks and he just gets lit up. Yep. And it doesn't change. It just keeps going. No, he, just, he oh. kept going and and so Gosen's ran into that space and just continued to exploit it all day. Uh, really clinical finishing from a wing back, right? Like that was really an goals. Yeah, in, I get it. But it, it was an impressive effort. I mean, he was man of the match by a wide margin and he had the first goal of the game chalked off for an offside uh, on, um, was it Sané or was it, it was, uh, who was playing their, their number nine role? It wasn't Sané. Who? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Serge Gnabry. Um, he was offside by a hair. It, it bounces over to Gozens on the left with a great finish. Um, really was a bounce back and forth sort of game for a while because go, yeah, they get that. It, one it literally off. was the XG was two to Portugal, two point one to Germany. Right, and 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 then go they go right back down the road uh, with Diego Jota coming down the break. And it was funny we talked about it on the last episode how he uh, he did not square it to Ronaldo and Ronaldo screamed at him, uh, and so. <laughs> Like a fool, somebody here bet on Jota to score because I'm like, you know what? He's got the eye for goal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's he there. He down. got one. He, well, first goal score. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he comes down and he he dinks it over, crosses it to Ronaldo, uh, squares it for him, and, and he taps it in. Um, so I was I, I was just beside myself because I, I thought to my I'm like, he's on a break. Like, this is awesome. He's gonna, oh come on. So but here, but here's here's the thing to remember, like. Portugal went up early from Ronaldo, like you said. Then they gave up two own goals, Diaz yeah. and Guerrero. Now they were they were questionable. They were close, but you know, they basically they go into halftime having scored all the goals in the game. I I'm not buying this Russia, this German freaking they've got everything right thing. They try and pull this bullshit against a real team. They'd be like, no, we're not, we're just gonna mark that guy. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah, Robin Guzens is good. Okay, he's he's of a right age. He's 26. He's been playing in Syria. He's had a couple of really good seasons. You know, from from the wing back. You know, 
nine and seven, 10 and six. That's fantastic. He's playing, you know, he's part of the group that's lifted Atalanta into the, into the spaces that, that Roma and, and, uh, and, and AC Milan want to be and Atalanta is this plucky team and whatever, but you got to mark the guy. Like what the fuck is going on? Like you are Portugal. You have the players. You can see what he's doing. Someone on the pitch be like, Hey Dick, go fucking mark him. Yeah. He was standing out there on he his was own. Wide open. I mean, yeah, all day. He did a lot with the opportunities he was given, but my goodness, he had all the space in the world. I just uh, kept thinking, thing, like, where are the midfielders? Like, go out there. One thing I want to bring up about Gozens is that he, like you mentioned, he played for his plays for At- Atalanta. Um, and when they played Juventus this past season, he asked, I don't know if you heard the story, he That's asked story. Cristiano Ronaldo for his jersey. Now, obviously, a lot of players do jersey swaps. Uh, he looks up to Ronaldo, idolizes him, all that. Who wouldn't, right? Um, Ronaldo looks at him like he's the scum of the earth, goes, who the fuck are you? Get out of my sight, right? <laughs> Which is and weird because that's so not Ronaldo's brand. He doesn't do that. I don't know uh, what happened. There. I could see him doing that, though. To a schnook, uh, sure. Yeah, well, he doesn't. That's the thing about the, the thing about Ronaldo that why I believe this is because oh, sure it happened. He, he looks at everybody like they're schnooks because they're not Ronaldo. <laughs> right so nonetheless uh he he doesn't he i think he uh wrote a book or autobiography or something like that and he effectively talked about it and he says uh you know i felt like worthless and a nobody oh. and so foolish and and all this and now all of a sudden <laughs> what seven eight months later in the Fucking euro german uh, he, shame. Yeah, he had to go rub different colored shit on himself because they have right. multiple fucking words for the word for shit yeah you know, they have like what which means you know poopy from a dog and then they have different words for shit so he rubbed all the different shits on himself yes because he's a german i am curious if (laughs) if i was a son of a bitch and i was robin gozens uh i i wouldn't even ask at the end of the game i would just go take it take my jersey off and and go hand it to him And sign, it, and sign it and sign it and sign it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when they give me the game ball, give it to him. Sign. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we want to take care of paying our bills here. And to do this little live read, courtesy of Chop Sports Podcast Network. And speaking of saving money on our bills, our friend Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting has a very unique way to save you plenty of cash on your monthly bills. Visit attitude of gratitude consulting for more info we like to snack here at the squeaky bum time podcast and man we just received our shipment of some of the seasonings that sunflower meadow seasonings has sent us they even have a brand new cheddar beer dip exclusively made for the chop sports network it is delicious you have to try it mention chop sports when you talk talk to jess and save some money visit sunflowermeadowseasoning.com for their entire lineup of products I mean, listen, Portugal, that group is still super duper tough. And, you know, I, we've been kidding around about the Hungarians and my, my desire to talk about the Hungarian Hussars and the Hungarian revolution and the revolution of 1848, because I like to get my wars in, but uh, the Hungarians really hung tough. Uh, They um, may or may not have made Nazi salutes in the stands. It's a little tough. Yeah, it's a little touch and go there. <laughs> Missed that one. Um, yeah, there, well, that, you know, there's your Nazi kind of, uh, <laughs> reference. But, of the but week. I wasn't expecting it to be 2021 Nazis. I'm, I'm more about the the old that, school, the Nazis. 1941. Yeah, Nazis. the ones that are they're gone. They're they, they're 
Yeah, they yeah lost. Yeah. I know they lost. The new ones scare me. They yeah. do have a whole section in their fan section of guys wearing black shirts. Uh, Oban in in Hungary is a little bit of a populist right winger. They're trying to like repeal all gay rights, repeal uh, any Western stuff, and they're like. And they're like wondering why the EU might want to kick them out. They're like, well, we're already in the EU. You can't kick us out now. Give right to this, bitches. So, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of reactionary stuff. I'm enjoying it. But the Hungarians are showing off their sort of nationalistic pride. It, they're sort of one and the same. It's a little bit dangerous. They pl- pulled France to a 1-1 draw and were going to beat France until Griezmann pulled one out. Well, hold I, on. Hold on. The uh, XG is bad. but I, they, watched, they I watched that whole game. Well, I, I tuned in around 15th minute, but there was so many opportunities for Griezmann, for uh, Benzema. There there were four or five chances for just Mbappe by himself. None of them were potted right before halftime, and it was so interesting. Uh, as the first half unfolded, Rafael Varane got a really uh, a, a dumb yellow card, and uh-huh. he's playing very aware of the yellow card. He won't go near anybody, and if you watch the goal that Hungary scores – uh, they basically, they take him on down the left wing on the right, right. And he can't tackle him. He doesn't go near him. He doesn't touch him. And he goes, he doesn't want to get sent off. Right. And he goes, well, Loris has got this one. And he didn't, uh, it was, (laughs) it wasn't so much that it was Loris's fault. I mean, it's hard to blame the goaltender on a one-on-one situation, but, uh, beaten near post, you're always going to kind of raise an eyebrow. Um, and so they go into the break down one nil shocked shocked because i think the the shots at that point and and we talk about it almost every week how there's some game where it's a burnley city matchup where man city have 17 shots at halftime and zero goals and burnley have one shot and one goal right that was that was this version of that right um yeah, yeah and so they france, cut off the second france, half but france were pretty bad and pogba was bad and they, pogba they, was bad it's that up and down thing that happens with him that drives you nuts it's just like my g like you you can't put in performances like this like i just don't i don't understand how they have the attacking prowess that they do and they just like they just can't break teams down and it's because sometimes i think they don't take off the handbrake like yes in this one they did put luca dignan a real attacking you know left back who can cross the ball and spent half the season playing freaking wing back well, okay, and he can't play three games in ten days, though. So that's no, no but he was just like an extra. You're they, gonna they, sit they, him. They didn't need. They didn't need to be defensive. They were like, hey, let's go get this game. Yeah, sure, but but at the same time, you're gonna play him against Germany and against Portugal. You're not yeah. gonna play him against Hungary, right? Like that. Actually, the schedule worked out perfectly. So like, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna sit Dina. Yeah, but they they're gonna it could hurt. Like if they don't, like for some they don't have any margin for error now, right? They have to play. No, they have to play. Portugal. Uh, they playing Portugal. That's not going to be easy. Like Portugal's good. We saw so this that. is they, where we get back could've... to the third place teams, right? We said as, as it stands currently, Portugal have three points with a plus goal difference. If they lose, they will obviously no longer have a plus goal difference on, on yeah. three points. So we could be, could be talking about Portugal going home. Um, France with four points, they look pretty good. Because what will happen more than likely is regardless of what Germany did four, or did four not is look good. like. They're, they're, they're good on four. Regardless of what Germany did or did not look like, right? They're, let's just assume that they beat Hungary, okay? Yeah, a loss so, would have been a disaster for them, but four sure. is fine. They'll be fine. So let's say Germany, uh, they're on six. France and Portugal, in any result, Germany wins the group aside from a France victory, right? Yeah. But so, But if France lose to Portugal, 
Then you've got Germany on six, Portugal on six. It comes down to goal difference for first and second, but that's irrelevant. And then, and the then you've got France, France on four with at best an even goal difference should get them through. Cause it's already even better than Switzerland that they, yeah. they should be fine. Yeah. Um, but they're not mathematically through yet, but then they'll um, be, but then they'll be real inquest. Like you didn't beat, you didn't beat Hungary, And now like you're wondering what happened. Right. Uh, but tomorrow's group, uh, we have the Scotland, Croatia, England thing. Unfortunately, because England's on four, they're through <laughs> already. So this yeah, game, that one's kind of done. And Czech and the Czech Republic are through already. But I think your guys, Croatia versus Scotland, is a is a blood is a blood fight, especially because Scotland were really good versus England. I don't mm-hmm. do, if they win, do they have a chance? Yes, absolutely. If they win, then they're again. Their minimum minus one goal difference with oh they'll points. be on four yeah they'll be in good shape yeah so yeah, but they need to win probably by two um if they're on minus I don't two. know I don't know because you start to look and you go okay so the only other there's there's right now Group F has a third place team right uh, Group C does not Group E will most likely have a third place team whether it's on three points or four. Yeah. Um, and group, so that's effectively it, right? Like you have to beat the third place team in two groups to get it. Switzerland seems like they're going to be one. I already said, like, it's very likely that I shouldn't say likely it's possible that group F has one. Uh, it's very likely that E has one. Um, so if Croatia gets a W they're on four points with an even goal difference that again, least, puts them ahead of even. Switzerland. Right, right, but they 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 want to pour it on. Teams are going to want to pour it on, but Croatia has been the worst team in their group. <laughs> yes, right? they have by a, X, by a solid their margin. Their xG is almost minus one, which puts them. Oh, it's minus. Know, well, their their difference is minus almost. one and a half. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. so they're there. I I I like the way Scotland has played. I thought they could have beat England easily. England were terrible. England needed performance, but I have a feeling that you know they're gonna knowing England, they're going to show up at this game, play free. He's going to play the Grealish Santro version of the team with like, you know, with uh, Calvert Lewin at striker and they're going to drop four goals on, on, on. The well, they already, he already said Kane's going to start. And I think that's the right move. Um, you can't, you can't go into this game, which again is a dead rubber and have something good happen without your talisman. And then every idiot in English media is going to be calling for Calvert Lewin to start ahead of Harry Kane. Come on, come on. Not as good. It's ridiculous. So it's, uh, but you should be. Now, starting if you Santo. said Danny Ings, then maybe. <laughs> well, at least, at least he's <laughs> Danny Ings is is like a better version of like Clint Dempsey, where he's he's pretty good, but he's just smart. He's in the right spots. Dude, he's, he's positionally such a sound. Good finisher. He's a good crazy. finisher. He's not. He's not that great with the ball, but he's he's good in position and he puts it home. And realistically, that is 97% of what a fucking striker has to do, right? So, uh, no, I get that. Uh, I, I would put Kane on for 45 or 60. Uh, assuming the game is in hand, you take him off, you bring on Ings, you bring on Calvert-Lewin, you bring on, you know, even Rashford. Um, you know, so so to kind of get them some time, make sure Kane is healthy and good to go for the round of 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you gotta, you've gotta go with him again. Um, it's just yeah. It's I just think the silly. key. I think the other key is to get Harry Maguire on the pitch for some minutes to play. Sure. With Stones. Yep. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. I, the less I see of Mings, the better. I just don't trust him. 
No, I get that. Even though he's left-footed. You know what broke him? Was that offside nonsense against City late in the season. (laughs) Where it was like he he just completely was confident in the rule being the rule. And everybody's like, yeah, that makes sense. And the VAR was like, nope, we made it up. So apparently the, the Dutch have an awesome system. They go with the ruling on the field and check. And if the lines touch, it goes with what the, what's on the field. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, I think, I don't think we talked about it on our last show. Is VAR the problem or is the Premier League's interpretation of VAR the problem? Again, we, we, we don't have to go through this, but it's the illusion of precision. It just needs to be accurate. Yeah. Not precise. Well, you and still the fact need... that you try and tell me it's precise is what makes me insane. And then you're killing the goal celebrations. That's the problem. It's the goal celebration. Of course. And the idea of like waiting to call off sides. It's the dread. Which, yeah, it's just, it's fucking awful. It's, it's the, it's it's the three second pit in your stomach where you should be losing bodily fluids from freaking out from excitement yeah, yeah. where you're sitting there horrified, right? And that, I, that in and of itself is curbing I, the sport. I need to go back to a group that has a couple of, that is a barbell group. We're not really talking about Italy and how fucking incredible they've been. And then the other piece is how fucking awful Turkey have been. Awful. Turkey were supposed to be good. Turkey have good defensive players. Turkey have fun guys that when they're on your team, like who the fuck's that under guy on Everton? That guy was fun for three games. Yeah. I like him. So Yenchu, I'm like, yeah, City should get Soyenchu. That's who Spurs need, you know? And then they come in and they're worse than North Macedonia. Yeah. They literally are worse. North Macedonia considered a country that did not exist until some, some Serbs killed a bunch of people. Uh, I think I don't know. Don't come at me, Serbs. I'm I'm scared of you. They have scored one more goal. The the Turks are the worst team in this fucking tournament. They're minus seven. They had the fifth worst tournament ever at the Euro. Is that really where they are? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pathetic. That's bad. What are you in a, doing? In a, by the way, it's, this is not in a group where you have France, Germany, and Portugal. You have Italy. Sure. Fine. Understood. It's Wales. You have Wales and Switzerland, two very, very winnable games. Let's just put it this way. Turkey has more population than those three countries combined, plus Group B. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, well, Russia has a lot. Not of people. Russia, yeah. <laughs> but, give, them, but give them six come teams. On. Yeah, come on, man. There's 80 million people live in Turkey. You can't put 11 dudes out there that can go score some goals? What the actual fuck? Hey, you're speaking of Russia killing people. There's going to be some dead Turks. <laughs> There's no, gonna be some... they're too lazy. Oh, they're they'll kill everybody. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you just grow a long beard and spin around for a while, like you're a Sufi mystic, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I said, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, they've been really disappointing. I was I was really hoping for Turkey because I knew they had such good fans, and I think I picked them in more than one group. But they've just been you did. awful. Well, that's, that's a great I'm... segue super fucking bummed out by how shit they are. Uh, you know, I was hoping that Undar would have his chance to sort of do stuff. I was hoping that uh, Chakaneglu, Chalkanahoglu. No, I, Hakan. Hakan. Hakan is his name to me. I can <laughs> never say his name. Uh, I, I, I love him, by the way. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. He's great. He's yeah. a free kick wizard. Yeah. And then, you know, I love Soyenchu. And I just thought that he was such a defensive rock for, sure. for Lester. And kind of when he was out, they were kind of in trouble. But then they just 
they just fucking shit the bed and I'm super bummed out. Uh, and you know what? I'm blaming Islam. Islamic teams don't do well. Don't put, <laughs> so that going, fucking, don't put that half moon and star on your flag and expect to win anything. Um, going, going through the, the predictions we had from a couple weeks ago, we both, I mean, Italy was the biggest sure thing in this tournament winning the group. Um, I had Wales because I'm a homer uh, and you had Turkey finishing second. I had them I third wrong. We both had Switzerland in fourth. So we kind of didn't really go into what, who we thought the third place teams would be mostly because we were confused. <laughs> yeah. But um, how about that? We both got something wrong in this group, right? So I, I, I nailed think, it. Yeah. I think the, the issue is, is that we're completely underrating Switzerland because they're kind of neutral and you don't care. You're like Switzerland. Who's going to get mad at that? And uh, they are, they have been good. And I forgot that they have all those murderous Balkan people on their team. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in, in Shaka. But, but I still think it's of more of, of Turkey dropping the ball than it is Switzerland succeeding as it pertains to that group and third and fourth place. Right. So, yeah. and to be fair to Switzerland, they finished third only on goal difference to Wales. So yeah. fair is fair there. Um, but it was, it was Italy was the class. That was nothing new. Um, we go to group B. We already talked about it, but very similar circumstances. Belgium, the class of the tournament, uh, or the, the group, I should say. We both had them winning the group with no issues. Uh, I remember on the preview, you said you thought that Putin would pay off the referees and therefore Russia would get in. And up up until yesterday's games, you were correct. Um, <laughs> I was, I mean, I don't think anybody had, if Denmark didn't have Christian Eriksen, I don't think anybody's picking Denmark to come out of the group. Uh, I picked them to go second because I thought Ericsson, I did think they have a good supporting cast, but nonetheless, I thought they had one of the it players of the tournament. And uh, obviously he's no longer with the team, um, but they prevailed nonetheless. Um, we, you got, I guess, yeah, you got everybody wrong except for Belgium because I had Russia third and Finland fourth and you had Denmark third and Finland fourth. So, um, okay. All right. Although group C Laurent goes four for four. Okay. And wow. this is where he comes back. Netherlands <laughs> again, total breeze. We did foresee Netherlands having more of an issue than they did. Um, yeah. They've been really good. It's kind of annoying because it makes me mad because I hate Frank DeBoer. It's one. Yeah. It's, it's again, this is so, okay. We go back to the format. This is one of the symptoms of a larger format. You're going to have big teams who are then, you know, sometimes in groups where it's very, very easy to get through and you're not going to see them really get tested. So you're going to have teams that come out of the group stage highly, higher seated and higher placed than they maybe should be sometimes. And I think Netherlands is a good example of this. Um, and then they get a really good opponent in the first round. We don't know who the Netherlands is going to play yet. Because we can't figure anything out. We can't figure anything out. But <laughs> it's likely that it's going to be a team that's going to give them a hell of a lot more problems than Austria, Ukraine, and North Macedonia did. Yeah, uh, I mean, everyone, the, in that, everyone in that group got a win, right? Like, if you're yeah. in there, you're like, North Macedonia, hello, not game game. I have my points, please. Thank yeah, you. Right, exactly. Later. Although they were fun, they were good, and they put a lot of good effort, and they just don't have the talent. You know what? They were... They, they, and I forgotten that they, uh, had defeated Iceland in a late, late, um, they beat Germany. No, I know they beat Germany in the qualifying, <laughs> which but, is insane. But in the, in the qualifying playoff, they beat Iceland. They took wow. Iceland's spot essentially, yeah. uh, on an 88th minute equalizer and then a late goal in extra time. So, so my name Goran. 
I don't even yes. know which one. Right, one right, five right. Gorons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all clones. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. You know, the rest of the games uh, between today and tomorrow between groups D, E, and F. Uh, yeah, I think the one to, to watch. The one to watch for is like Spain, who's like literally the best team in terms of expected goals. But the problem is, is that they have Morata, who fucks up all expected goals. Yeah. because he's either offside or he falls down, or he just it's, shoots it wide. It's really, really that. So. And the other thing is to remember is if you miss a penalty, that's a 0.7 unexpected goals. So always remember that. And we've had five missed penalties. Yep. So that really sort of puts a damper on uh, unexpected goals. By the way, I'm looking at Italy's team fixtures. I think they've only given up four goals in three years. Oh, yeah. They have 11, un, uh, 11 games without giving up a goal. And I think 13 unbeaten. Um, no, they have no, they, I can't, let me count here. You keep talking, but I think. Okay. Uh, so, so group E is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, Lewandowski's off the mark and I'm hoping against hope that Poland can kind of sneak their way through. I think I said in the preview that I was, I thought that Poland would get in as one of the third place teams. I had Sweden, uh, in second and they're sitting pretty right now. Uh, but I believe that they are going to be playing Spain in the last game. So, or no, I'm sorry. I believe they're playing so uh, Poland. So one I, of those I don't, things... I don't, I, I don't trust, I don't trust Spain to score goals. Uh, if they had Lewandowski, then they'd be the best team in the world. Right. But they don't. And if their goal, and if they're going to have Moreno and they're going to persist with, with uh, Morata up front, I just, I think he needs to like shave his head, go for like a luck change, use different hair grease, because he has the most weird fucking dark hair. It's unnatural. It looks like he's putting boot black in his hair. Uh, I just don't think, like, it just makes no sense, that team. Like, one of these fucking wingers has got to score, or else they're not going to score. Now, it could it could be totally wrong. Like, they could just blow these teams out, right? Because sure. they have the, sp- the talent of Spain. But again, it's these institutional teams, these teams that play with an institutional style of like Spain, where they're like, well, we can't play a different way because, because, you know, we're Spain. You know, the Dutch have that problem. That's why I don't like Frank DeBoer. He's trying to make them play the Dutch way. I'm like, but you don't got the Dutch way players because mm-hmm. the Dutch way came out in 1972. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, but I mean, I like the idea of identity. It lets everyone know everyone gets taught the same way. But I just, if you don't have the players, right, they don't have a great midfield right now. I mean, I've seen Rodri play. The guy's not a fucking playmaker and he's still sitting there, you know, expected to break lines with passes. And, you know, he's six foot three and he plays like he's five foot five because he's a Spaniard and that's how they play. No, I get that. So Slovakia poses a challenge for them. And I I think they do for sure. Slovakia, a point should be good enough to get them in. Um, They'll play for that point too. And they'll play for it. Uh, A point leaves Spain Almost definitely on the outside looking in with three and an even goal difference then. Um, but I think the real story here is uh, Sweden and Poland. We are robbed of the Zlatan versus Lewandowski game, which would have been something. Uh, that that almost sounds like the 2021 version of um, what was the, the game of horse commercial? It was Jordan, Jordan and Bird? Magic uh, well, and Bird. Magic well, there was Bird. also the Mia Ham one. <laughs> right, you, right. I can yeah, do well, better. Yeah, well, no, I'm thinking of the old Magic and Bird commercials, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm very interested because now if Poland gets a victory out of that, then they're more or less, as, let's assume it's a one nil victory. Um, they're one, they're even with Sweden on everything. Uh, they will get the second tiebreaker on goals four, 
which by the way, Emil Forsberg has the only goal for Sweden in the tournament on a penalty. So they have no goals from open play through two games. Um, I love, I love Forsberg so much. Oh my God. Yeah. I like Isak a lot more, um, but we'll <laughs> yeah, see. But that's two creative players and Isak, they could have had two or three goals already. Right. Like they're, they're yes. playing like they're from, this is one of these things where you watch the game, like, Sweden is playing well. They're clearly there. Like there's a game that Isak's going to score two goals, right? Uh, well, maybe because right. there's a chance that they don't get there. Right? Remember so, the remember the one where he goes through four guys and Berg just misses. Yes. No, absolutely. But that's that's kind of the point, right? If that right, happens, that's Sweden, right? Exactly. If that happens, then Spain might be going home right now, <laughs> um, which is pretty crazy to think about. I, so I I think I you know as much as I've been I'm I'm rethinking as I go through it. As much as I think about it, it's like. Enrique, it's it's Luis Enrique, and it's Spain. There's no way they're gonna fucking. Of course play. not, right? They've got they've got a game against Slovakia. If they get a result, they're in. If they get a win, I should say they're in. You've got to feel good about your odds there if you're Spain. But again, going back to this is actually a very similar setup to how Group B uh, was earlier yesterday. Uh, obviously, Sweden had a bit of a of a margin. I'm sorry, uh, Belgium had a bit of a margin than than Sweden did. But Poland's in last place, and they, they're going to come out firing. I'm not saying that they've got all of Copenhagen behind them, but they have Robert Lewandowski, and they need goals. So they will need I, to I just, I just think that he's got to he's got to come for the ball. You're right. If and he thinks, if he thinks he's going to sit there and wait for the ball to come, it's just not going to come. Like, you got to go get it. You've got to make the pass to the guy. You've got to come deep pass it to the center back, take off and go, dude, kick it long. Right, right, <laughs> right, like, right, right. I'm making this play so that you have time. You yeah. fucking and, and mutton head. <laughs> come at the hour, come at the man, right? Is he going to be there? And uh, I'd be hard pressed to bet against him. I'm talking myself into a little wager on Poland tomorrow. That's what you're hearing right now. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Don't, we'll see. Don't, listen, don't, don't bet on Poland. This is a this is not a winning country. It's a suckers, yeah. It's a suckers. <laughs> like, bet, right? This is like, oh, we're good. The Russians invade. No, 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 we're fine. The Germans invade. No, 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 we really got it this time. They both invade at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Poland, you just can you just dig a fucking moat so that no one can run through you again? Like they just don't they don't have a natural border. They're they're kind of we're a little German, we're a little Russian, we're a little this. My guy, you just have to come together and be Polish. And please, God, don't get fucking run over again. Oh, it's awful. Um, Poor polls. Group F. Predictions for Group F before we get the hell out of here. France, Portugal, Germany, Hungary. Who? Give me your – you had France, Portugal, Germany, Hungary at the beginning of the tournament. What do you see after with one game left to play? Um. I don't expect I don't expect Hungary to to get a result against Germany. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of cultural sort of dominance of Germany that I think the Hungarians will sadly sort of be too meek. It's weird. I know that doesn't sound right, but there's a there's a cultural dominance that Germany has over their neighbors where Hungary is one of their neighbors with like, oh, the Germans will never beat them. But they play France like, yeah, fuck the French. <laughs> Germany said so. Yeah, exactly. 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 So I think of that. And then I, France, Portugal, I'm less and less convinced by Portugal because 
if Santos is going to play fucking Pepe and Semedo and he doesn't think that Mbappe is going to run on his that side or the wingbacks or, 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 or Deschamps won't figure something out, then I worry for them. But if, if France stay in this sort of defensive shape and don't exploit the wide areas the way Goosens can, like it's not like France doesn't have the players to do it. They have no, to course. choose to do it. And if they don't choose to do it and Pepe plays again, then they, then France deserve the draw that they'll probably get. Right? right. I want to I want to see France be like, we're good in this group. Let's go fucking batter someone. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have that in them because they're just they're fucking weird. I don't understand why they don't go kick the shit out of people because they're too good not to. Now, like it all, I think you know. Frankly, it depends on Pogba. It depends on whether those balls come off that he can get into Griezmann. And whether and whether Mbappe has the opportunities to go one on one with uh, with Pepe, because yeah. we know we know Diaz has got fucking Mbappe locked up. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's I'm gonna go. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, my heart because I've fallen in love with Portugal. I'm gonna go with a draw between yeah, France and Portugal, a 1-1 draw, which means France finishes with five, Portugal with four, and a positive goal difference. That's more than enough to see them through. Uh, and Germany houses Hungary, like you said, uh, so they finish first in the group. So Germany, France, Portugal, I think is going to be how it ends, which is not how I had it at the beginning of the group, but nonetheless, um, that's how I see it finishing. So um, I think I think that does it for us. But before we go, reminder, uh, please do us a favor – uh, and uh, sign up for the 2020 Euro Bracket Challenge. We are so excited to have everybody involved. There's $300 in World Soccer Shop gift cards available, um, and we just, you know, it's free to join. So make sure that you're and, part of it, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, you're gonna, as we just chronicled our picks, you're already gonna be better than me in the run. <laughs> and then for Thursday, we'll things will start to get clearer, and we'll yes. know what the matchups are because they're going to get weird because goal differences are making a difference everywhere. And then we'll be able to sort of get that cleared up and things will get solidified and we'll know who's who and everything will come into view. Yep. All right. Take us home. All right. That was the squeaky bum time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the chop sports network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show because it makes a huge difference. A like, a thumb, and anything. Share. I actually had someone scan my phone at a soccer game to subscribe to the show. Wow. Look at that. It was awesome. That's cool. All right, folks. Bye.